<laughs> ER gin. <laughs> you tied that well. <laughs> if if the listeners knew what we just went through, we live. We're live, mate. Nice. Yeah, we are live and kicking. Fucking that, hell. That was intense. <laughs> so waiting before, an hour. Before we get into what we've just had to go through to get this thing done, I, I have to honestly thank. <laughs> so I'm gonna revisit what Jimmy was just telling me there. Jim, do you mind if I put this out into the world? Nah, <laughs> He's no, not no. happy with it. He's not happy with it, is he? <laughs> what? what? So Jim, Jimmy just said to me, whilst we were waiting for Tank's computer to sort, that he no, genuinely... No, you asked me a question. Yeah, I said, who's your celebrity crush? Yeah. And who's your celebrity crush? Kate Beckinsale. Okay. And what, what was the next statement that you made? <laughs> I said... I genuinely she likes believe. People. <laughs> I genuinely believe if I got an evening with Kate Beckinsale, a bit of dinner and wine at like a charity did dinner not say or that. something, and she's on the same table, I genuinely think I could get her to fall in love with me. <laughs> you did not say fall in love. <laughs> no, but my wife me. listens sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, okay, I genuinely think I could bang her. Wow. Like yeah. that is that is an unbelievable wait, wait, like a bat or your willy. <laughs> <laughs> because you ain't banging here, but you willy. Both lad. <laughs> For those you yeah. bang with Davidson. a bat before you do the willy. Hey, if you bang Pete Davidson, like I've got a chance, lad. Yeah, I don't know what he's he seems to have the hoodoo over the women. Uh, what do they call it? Big nice, big dick energy. Big dick big, energy. Big dick energy, nice lad. Just you know, does what he does, like me. Just like you, lad. Uh, Tank, how are you, mate? Oh, I've got a degree in computers, haven't I? <laughs> so, for those <laughs> listening, right? So, Tank, so we've been doing this podcast for years, right? And we used to have a nightmare every single episode. Tank has many strengths. Technology is not one of them. Um, so, we uh, finally got his tech setup sorted. You basically were able to sit down on your... Uh, at your desk, and it would never break. Everything was working up until today. It wasn't working. We couldn't fix it. We were looking at YouTube. We we're trying to get everything sorted. And then magically, <laughs> Tank clicked onto his mobile, signed in to the chat, and for some reason, that made the chat then appear on two desktop. tanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we, we actually had two tanks chatting to us. Uh, Jamie, but you know what, mate? I, I have no idea what's popping up on my computer now. There's stuff coming up and I'm just pushing cancel. A helper tool is needed. I thought that was Jimmy's. That what we call Jimmy a helper tool. <laughs> let me tell the let me tell the listeners to manage your games. The stuff like, of nightmares having the stuff of nightmares having two pictures of tank. <laughs> <laughs> but you're all good, mate. Anyway, you're here now. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. It was a it was a fun day in the, the Rogers household yesterday, Jack. Uh Jack. I think went to penalties, did he? Who were they playing? What was the, what was the game like? Game, cracking game. Um, to be honest, he started the sub and he was extremely disappointed than I was because the kid's been flying. Who's this um, one? What age group's this now? The U team, the, yeah, uh, the 18s. 18s. But he's been doing really well. He's been he's had his injury problems, but he started the sub and he, he shouldn't have, to be honest with you. Mm. He brought him on about, I think, 65 minutes or something. He's done really well. Good game. I've got to say, good game. Good bit of needle in it. Bit of like... You know, a few little tackles and squared and up to each other, and a good two two good sides. Knowledge with a good, they had a fantastic young left winger, really talented kid. Um, 
yeah, we went one up, one all, got it back. The kid got brought down for a penalty. The young lads for Norwich, uh, the little winger scored, went to penalties. Norwich missed the first two penalties. Then uh, Burnley had a penalty to win it. Hit the crossbar, Norwich scored. Oh. Another penalty winner. Hit the crossbar, <laughs> Norwich scored. Back to three all. And you're like, oh my God. And then Jack had a penalty to make it five, four. And yeah, Be honest, how were you feeling? Like, when he when he walked up, how were you feeling? Dude, it was a shit pen. Was <laughs> it? He <laughs> doesn't like pens. He's got a great strike on him with both people. Even when he was like, you know, I used to coach him in under eights and that. Mm. He used to go with pens. Really? And I'm just like, just strike it. And it was one of the worst strikes I've ever seen. And I still, I'll have to watch it back on Huddle. Because I don't know how I went in, because the keeper saved it. All the lads were cheating. And then the keeper's rolled round and it's gone on the back of the net. And I was like, what the fuck's going on And then went like that. I mean, I send you boys the video like I did. You know, it was brilliant. Oh, it's class. Brilliant. Proper celebrations. And Jim, you're sick as a dog, mate. Are you okay? I've been ill, like... Good job you haven't got that date with Kate Beckinsale. I know, this is it. Well, see, it might go in my favour. I've got that pale Pete Davidson look going on at the minute. <laughs> I've not eaten for four days. It's been awful. I appreciate the Christmas decorations in the back, though, and yeah, you just add in that up. little cough. It's like when you say to your kids, you say to your kids, you're like, oh, you know, you're well enough to go to school today, and they always go, oh, I don't know, I don't know, Dad, I don't know. Stole that out of my son's bedroom, that Christmas tree. Football, lads, because I don't know about you, right? The World Cup is over. Um, I have been dying to talk about that game because it was genuinely unbelievable as a spectacle. Like, we'll come on to it in terms of where that ranks, in terms of, you know, being, being the best, but it's certainly up there. Tank, first and foremost, you know, the World Cup, as I said, it is over. We weren't massively supportive of the World Cup, but what a way to finish it, mate. What a game that was. Unbelievable. For me, that's the best game I've ever seen. I was going to say, where does it rank for you? Yeah, it's got. To, I think it's got to be just for the scale of the game. And will he only win it? Will he only be the greatest? Is the young pretender going to come up? It, it it had everything for me, absolutely everything. A little bit of skullduggery from the shit I was keeping. He was a bit of a cunt, but I love it. <laughs> it just had everything, didn't it? You know, it had. You thought Argentina were going to run run away with it. I mean, for 80 minutes, France was shocking, really. He went in the game and then Mbappe decides, I'm going to have a go here. Mm. And I just, I don't, it had everything. The extra time was brilliant. You know, chances where they, Martin has made a save with his leg and then he goes down the other end and he, oh, and he should have scored the header. And then the penalties, for me, the best game of football I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I, I had this debate and Jamie, it'd be good for you because emotion aside, I guess, I had this battle of Istanbul versus this one. And obviously I was more emotionally invested in Istanbul, but I think Tank mentions a couple of things there in terms of the spectacle, the storylines around this game. You know, it'd it be the, the, obviously the messy story. Uh, Mbappe, uh, you know, the, the young pretender, as Tank perfectly put it, there was so much that happened in the biggest stage in the world, biggest game in the world. Is it the best for you? No. And the only reason it's not, is because it was so one-sided up until 80 minutes. Like, I nearly switched off because, I, like, France were awful. You nearly I, switched off. Obviously, I didn't nearly switch off. It was a, it was a turn of phrase. But my point was, I was bored. I, I, I was, because because I was, again, okay, I'll give more context. I wanted France to win. So, okay. 
because France were losing, they were awful. Dembele was playing for Argentina super agent. And it was just fucking, I was like, I was, my head was gone. And I was like, this is shit. Like Argentina going to win. Um, and then from 70 minutes on, I was like, oh my God, this is one of the best games ever. Like it was unbelievable. World Cup final, pitch was a bit bobbly. And then and for two teams to pull that out in, you know, 20 minutes extra time. Uh, and then for them penalties, it was just, it was great to watch after that point. And don't get me wrong, it was great to watch before, but because I wanted France to win, that was probably why it soured it for me in, in, up to that point. But it's, it's a, certainly a very, very close game, but I, no game will ever beat them Newcastle-Liverpool games for me, ever. I was going to say then, were they, what's your best? You think they're the best? Yeah, yeah. Them four three. They were great, but there was nothing on them, was there? No, okay, I get. This I get that. This is the. Well, I, I'll tell you fair, the other thing that made it was the bollocks of the Deschamps. I thought, oh, you mate, know, I, when he took the subs off, you were like, oh, "What the fuck?" You know, mate, he to to I said, get off. Dem- yeah, I said get Dembele off. He was awful. He was fucking. He didn't need to make that tackle. He got absolutely skinned. Like was was kept getting skinned for him to get dragged off. Was I'm so pleased he did it because he was fucking garbage. Whereas Southgate would have left him on till 90 plus one, as you said. Do you know what, though, Tank? Looking at that from a player's perspective, because, and I'm like you, I, I think I tweeted it at the time, like I had such respect for him doing that because, um, look, it, it could have went one of two ways, but France were markedly better after those changes. I, I thought the so subs come on and were, were excellent. They looked a completely yeah. different team, to be fair. But what a... You know, a, a, a normal—I don't want to say normal manager, but most managers—to not ruffle feathers. I think there was only five minutes left on the clock. They could have quite easily—he could have sat there and time. went, "Wait till half time, yeah. hook yeah. him off, give him a bollocking." But he wanted to make the point that this was not acceptable, and he was prepared to ultimately, like from a player's perspective, potentially fall out, lose trust, lose faith in a manager if they do that to you. But he didn't care. That must have been a real wrench for those players that's embarrassing getting brought off before half time in a World Cup final I just think it's it sets a fucking tone up for me because if you're the player and your manager's like listen you're, not you, doing it. you're fucking not on it get off it doesn't matter what minute it is you're off I mean Dembele as Jimmy said there he was he was shocking he's a strange player for me he's either he's either brilliant or woeful there's no like six or seven out of ten it's either an eight or a nine out of ten or a two and just the fact that I don't know me as a player to be like, you you can't you can't been... dip under his levels, this manager's levels or standards because if you do, it doesn't matter what time that the game it is, who you are, what stature the player you are, you're fucking coming off. It's gonna and hurt. Dembele. It's gonna hurt. But, but surely he knows how bad he was, and he goes fair yeah, play. You're right. a player, don't you? You know when you've had. To, I mean, Jimmy, you more than anyone you've had. Of course, I mean, never. So you know, but Nine you know when you've had ten, lad. Jim, you know, I, don't you? You, yeah, you, you, know. you would not have responded well to getting hooked. No, I wouldn't. Of course, you wouldn't. But and I, and it's it's always hindsight. And it's an old age where looking back, you'll probably go, "Yeah, actually, I, I was shit." But you've got to be reflective. You've gone off at fucking two 0 down. Come back and and when you're off, it's been more. And he's going to, from a pride point of view, but his career's not over. You know, he's still fairly young, Dembele, so he'll play another World Cup and he'll he'll be able to put his rights and your wrongs. But he's got to know as a player that he wasn't on it. 
someone that was on it. Or, well, you know, I mean, where'd you start with, with Messi? And I'm going to come back to you in a minute, Jim, because you've had, been pulling up some mad stats this week about Messi and Mbappe. So we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, I'm not over some of the things. I didn't know what your angle was, so I want you to explain get, it on the podcast. I'll explain it, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Tank, where do we start with Lionel Messi, mate? Because it's funny. The the perfect example was my, my son was involved in a sweep, World Cup sweep stake through his, his footy team, and he actually had France. And he turned around to me before the game started and went, I know I've got France, Dad, but I want Messi to win. And that I feel like that's a consistent theme for football fans is that everybody was rooting for Messi because of the player that he's been. Where, I mean, where do you rank these achievements now? Does it? Do you know what? Something that's annoyed me in the build-up to this is the idea that if Messi wins this game, that will make him the best player ever. I don't think it can be defined on the winning or losing of this game. I think he already was anyway, in my opinion. Where do you sit on, on that whole debate? We've said that many times on the podcast. For me, he's not—he's not just the best. He's the best by a long distance. You know, you don't—you don't hit the numbers what he does for this. It's the longevity as well, and you know, you can have players who have two or three, four good seasons, but he's been doing. I've watched. Have you seen his thing on BBC? I play the messy thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's been doing this since he was seventeen for Barcelona. You know, he—he he was the man at eighteen for Barcelona when you had Ronaldinho, and when you listen to Iniesta. And you listen to Xavi in them interviews, and they're kind of like saying, we were trying to nurture him to say to them, you know, we know how good you are. And this is at 18. Now, these players are the elite of the elite. You're interested in Xavi, like, will you get two better midfielders, really, in football? And they're nurturing him to make sure that he's right and he feels comfortable because they know what they've got. He's been he's been the best player for boarding on close to 20 years Every single season, top goal scorer, the top assist, winning trophies, winning everything. The World Cup just tops it and ends the debate fully for the people who are not as clued up as, as me. Anyway, <laughs> but he's been the best player in the world and he's the best player that's ever lived, in my opinion. And I can't see anybody ever getting anywhere near the levels of what he's done or what he's achieved ever. And you know, Zach, there's one thing, um, if you know me, I'm a big fan of The Athletic now, I know I told you both that, but uh, I was reading this article on The Athletic and it was was brilliant. It was talking about his use of space. I don't know if you picked up on it because, you know, he's getting old now. He, He can't run around. People have been talking about the way Messi walks, but I was reading this article and they're basically saying, it's probably a little bit that he's not going to leg around as much, but also he's looking at the patterns of play. And let's say, for example, the play will move in one direction. There's been loads of examples where he's moved in the opposite direction to the way that the rest of the players have gone, because he'll pick up the pockets of space for yeah. when the ball breaks down. You're looking at how smart he is as a footballer. Is there a chance that maybe this isn't his last World Cup? I think he goes on. I mean, there's a lot of talk coming up now, and they're saying that he, he, no matter what, he'll lead the team out in the next World Cup. So, you know, when you've got someone who can just turn a game with it, you know, I know he's, he doesn't run around, but I think he got seven goals and six assists. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't give a fuck if he just stood wherever he wanted to and just sat in a stand and just walked on the pitch when he was ready to get involved. You just you you let him do what he needs to do because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he wins trophies for players. If you're that to Paul, who I've never seen a play where as hard as him, by the way. Oh, yeah. He, he is he, an absolute He's monster. an absolute dog. And he just he like is. the best type of dog ever. He is. But the thing about him, he, he will know what type of player he is. He, he would never be able to win these big trophies or the big stages 
unless he does the work he does to allow a genius to do his work, and you, you'd sacrifice that. So he knows if I do all of his work, he will win me a World Cup medal. Dr. Paul and all the other players that go down as absolute legends in Argentina, and it's because they work, they've done the dog's bollocks work for the genius to the do what he does. dog's bollocks work. Yeah. <laughs> Argentina. Argentina, yeah. Uh, Jim, what's your thoughts on Messi? Because you have gone down in podcast folklore yeah. with some of your shouts. Are you prepared <laughs> to retract some of your stuff? Because literally, mate, how old's Messi now? Is he 36? 35, yeah. I think. 35. Um, the goal against Croatia, I think it was, where they literally showed him down the line. He he, he, he done the lad. He twisted, he turned, he cut it back. So... <laughs> so yeah, I genuinely didn't think that goal was that great. If I'm being honest, I thought he did a couple of turns and the oh, defenders been absolutely left. But in Feb, I if I'm Messi, I retire now. I retire now and just end on that note because it's not getting any better. He's done everything he needs to do. Retire um, fully or just for yeah. the international? Oh, team? I mean, okay. If he doesn't, I mean, retire fully for me personally. I'm with Jimmy on that. That was my thought. I said that to our Jack. He should just say to PSG, do you know what? I've completed it. I've had enough Thank now. You. Like, he's done. I don't need to do anything else. Now, he probably still loves the game and that's fine. And he'll, he might carry on playing. And, you know, don't forget Maradona retired and came back for USA 94 and made an absolute show of himself. Like, and, and that still, that still goes on in people's minds. I'm not saying that Messi will do the same, but you know, it, it's it it can happen. So if I'm him, I'm retire. From his point of view, he's certainly up there with uh you know he's he, he's he's gone he's gone one better than Ronaldo for me. Whether he's the world's greatest, the only thing that I can't get past is that he's played for 16 years for the best team in world football, which is fine. Look, you play for your team and you score your goals and you do everything. If he'd gone, to, whereas the only thing where I'm thinking is Maradona took went to Napoli and absolute took a garbage team and dragged him to the Serie A t- uh, title twice, I think. Um, and that's the only thing that... that... Is Maradona your one, Jim? I think he's gone to my one at the minute, you know. I think he's gone there. He wasn't he wasn't originally, it was Ronaldo, Messi. Um, but I never really I never really contemplated Maradona. And then I did a bit of I did a bit of research and the stuff he did, mate, at at, uh, at Napoli. There's a reason why he's got a statue there. And he was only there for like two or three seasons, remember. Um was unbelievable. So I think if Messi just did some along them lines where he went to a different league, okay, he's gone to France, but we know it's not the strongest league. I think if he came to the Prem and had a couple of seasons in the Prem and did it, there'd be no question whatsoever. It's just that he had that comfort blanket of Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi, and I just can't get past that. Do you know what's funny? Tiny little. It's just a tiny little niggle in my mind. Do you know what's funny? Uh, my mate Jamie Brennan sent me a video the other day, and it was of Pele, right? It got me thinking, right? Pele was doing all the all the yeah. tricks that you see. All yeah. did you see it? Do yeah. it and, I, and look, these tricks have different names now, so I'm not even going to embarrass me. Elasticos and all these type yeah. stuff. But Pele was doing all of what's deemed the modern day skills when he didn't have YouTube to go on or examples of no. players doing it all around the world. He's yeah. playing on shit pitches, and that, that did open my because I had this little negative view of Pele in the back of my head because he counts like counts goals he scores at lunchtime in school as uh, you know in his in his career's record. But 
you think of that and then you, you think of Maradona, you said it yourself, Jim, it's, it's an access thing. It's not like you just haven't had the access to yeah. what they've done. But if you look at the context around Maradona also as well, well Maradona I saw used video. to get battered. Like, yeah, not, that's what not, I was going to yeah. say, mate. Kicked <laughs> in the head, like tackles yeah. flying in, in his head. Yeah, so it's it's definitely like look, it's On not shit it's, pitches, by the way. Shit pitches. Did you ever see the video of him? I think he was warming up a keeper or he was doing shots with the keeper yeah. and the, the pitches the like down. Oh, yeah. it's horrendous. But um look, I, I just feel privileged. And it was actually me son, and bear in mind that you know he's 10 years of age. He said to me, he said, Sometimes, Dad, do you ever feel like football is scripted? And that felt like one of those games. It was yeah. it was meant, it was meant to happen. Um you mentioned it there, Tank, about the shithousery of the goalkeeper, Martinez. Brilliant. I love shithousery, but I don't know what it is about that fella. I find him I really like annoying. Yeah, I find him really annoying. I, I didn't yeah. know his stupid celebration is, is Alan Partey, dad dancing. I can, you know, I can deal with that. I don't know. Some, the way he acts, even in the dressing room, some of the songs he's been singing, all yeah. seems a little bit triad, like he's a sandwich short of a picnic, that fella. Yeah, he's, do you know what he is? He's the Argentinian Jordan Pickford. He's just a bit of a fucking strap on. Yeah. He's a bit of like, he's a bit of an idiot. Jamie, can I just go back one second about Maradona? He was at Napoli for seven years was it seven, and seven. scored 81 goals. So, listen, that man was a genius, don't get me wrong, but he can't even... He can't even enter the same bracket as Messi. Even Napoli weren't a Barcelona at that time. But he was at Barcelona. He played thirty-eight games, scored twenty-two goals. He's got one. He's got um, one goal every three games for Argentina. And he, and by the way, he did play in some unbelievable Argentina teams. Maradona, by the way, he had some proper plays around him as well. And I just look at his whole career: four hundred ninety-one games, two hundred fifty-nine goals. Messi's got a thousand games and eight hundred goals. He's won everything. I, ju I just don't listen. Maradona for me, he was an idol for me growing up as well. I loved him, but it's the, the, not even. I, I don't get how this can be a debate. You put the two of the stats together, and Jimmy's a stat man. You put Messi and Renate and Maradona's stats together, and it's like if you didn't know the name, was you'd be like, "Well, fucking hell, how's this even a debate?" You no, know, this lad's got eight hundred goals, won everything. To play to play devil's advocate, do you see where Jimmy's coming from in in this the the bar, the idea not, he's always played in a brilliant it's personal Barcelona opinion team. though, isn't it? If Messi had done what Maradona did in another league, I would it would be no contest whatsoever. And it's well, just at the time, the league, the league had, you know Real Madrid. He was spending obviously. I mean, you, you could go on. You could league. go to Seville when he left Napoli. He went to Seville. He scored five goals in twenty six oh, games. Right. That's yeah, and he obviously had his. I'm not saying that, but my point is. Is Maradona won a World Cup single-handedly in '82, was it or '86 that we 86. beat? Him? Um, he, he won, he won trophies. He did. It I'm all. not sitting here saying Maradona because look, I, I when <laughs> you know, I see stuff on clips and you're like, oh, it, it's unbelievable. But I just think, just put into perspective what, and I know, oh, it's all right. But sitting here saying that Messi played in better teams, he did. But he was also like streets ahead of all of these world class no, players. No, no, and when you listen to them, they're like, well, listen, you know, Rio Ferdinand on that thing said, you can't stop him. He said, we said, like, you know, we'll do this. But he said, but then all of a sudden, he's he jumped into the air and put one in the top corner with me. Yeah, you can't stop him. Yeah. Sure so sorry about that. Anyway, just, 
Jimmy loves a stat, and I got some fucking stats there. <laughs> but then, but then, if okay, if you say that, then you can agree with me about Zidane. Then no, <laughs> why? <laughs> Literally just pulled up the stats. I've never, sat, I've never sat here and Zidane said Zidane is in my that. top four, five. Zidane's stats are worse than that. He might have you, here, Tank. Well, he's not because I've, they I've, are. I've not put Zidane in a pedestal, but he's saying he's not, Ren- he's Maradona's he's... better than Messi. So, okay, I've not come in and said Zidane, Zidane is, with, top, is Zidane in your top five. He's not in my top five, Zidane. I've, so, uh, my top five was uh, so Messi. So, he's a myth. Messi, the real Zidane Ronaldo. Zidane is a myth. Say it. <laughs> Mate, on a who's, your, who's your five, Tank? Who's your five? It's got a bit for me. It was um, Messi, the real Ronaldo, yeah, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo. Don't say it because he's. A myth, <laughs> I feel like Zidane might have crept in there. To be honest, no, Zidane wasn't in my top five as world players. The fuck I put Thierry on me and play. I put Suarez ahead of Zidane. I mean, the fucking Suarez stats are. So say mode. you don't tank. All you got to do is say it. And I'll agree I'll with you. I'll put Suarez five actually. Say Would Zidane a myth, I and I'll agree with you. Not a myth, Zidane's a phenomenal player. He's a great player. He's a great Won player. Cup on his own. One, not on his own. He had fairly decent team. But, Stand out, one. But say he was a myth. Never <laughs> fucking a myth. Absolute genius of a footballer. Talking of myths, or actually not myths, just probably Jamie. I've, we've we've I've fucking gone off on your thingy. You get no us back No worries, no worries. That's what I'm here for. I like it when you two go off piste. Um, talking of myth, well, I was going to say myths, but it's not a myth. Just an idiot. Can someone explain to me why Salt Bay was on? Is, you know that fella it's who mates with Infantino. Uh, well, that explains a lot. Two absolute helmets. What, yeah. like, what is he doing? Did you see the state of Messi's face tank when he was trying to grab him for a photo? Yeah. Why yeah. is Salt Bay on the pitch? Trying to get a photo with Messi when he just won the World Cup. It's ridiculous, isn't it? And did you see that uh, the man you sent to that? He looked. It, it was on, Martina, on Twitter. Yeah, he looked like he was going to kill him. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he... and he's going like that to the World Cup. Ah, oh, just everything that's wrong with the World Cup. What what is going on? But um, yeah, uh, where do you sit, Jim, on the the robe issue? Because I'll give you my two pence worth. I it really annoyed me more yeah. than it should have because I just think. You think back of, you know, to the iconic photos, you know, these big moments etched in history. And I just feel like he should be wet, be able to see his country's colours. Country's colours, the crest, be surrounded by his teammates who are wearing the same stuff, but he's there in, in a cape. I just, I don't know, it didn't, 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 didn't sit well. Apologies no, if I offended no, anyone by calling right. it a cape. Look, I'm sure... I saw an article, I didn't read it, but they were trying to they were trying to defend it in like giving what this robe's meaning was and how important it is. But surely Messi should be given a choice of whether he puts on this robe or not, because he's he's the only one wearing it. Everyone else is in their you know, their um country's colours. Probably the only time that he's gonna lift the World Cup and the pictures are forever gonna be at ah, mate. I'd be paying photoshoppers or straight away like get rid of that robe. Like, <laughs> can you sort me out? Yeah, very <laughs> awkward between that, and then you could see Infantino like just kept like molesting, messing, like trying to get in the photos and stuff. It was just, yeah, that that was the only thing, bit of a sour taste looking at that. But um, I don't think the role's that bad. Really, didn't bother you? No, because it's like a cultural thing. Like this is what no, I get it. I get it. It's, but... it's like that's kind of a that's like a high 
a high uh, rank, like whatever you want to call it. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's kind of like a high rank achievement. It's kind of like that's that's what you get for achieving greatness. So it's okay. just kind of like I I didn't mind that. I've seen a lot of time. I just thought it's just that's their culture, you know. We're in their country, and let's get it right. The World Cup was fucking phenomenal. There was not an ounce of trouble or nothing. It was a phenomenal uh, showpiece for me from start to finish. And I just think that was just kind of like you know that's that's what they do. Um, yeah, it's you, it's nearly like you've read me agenda there, Tank. Because I'll I'll stay with you because that was what I was going to ask. Is now that the dust has settled, yeah, what are, what have you in your thoughts on on the World Cup? Because you know <sighs> there was so much in the lead up. Uh, you know, I, I I think generally speaking, I think the football was great. Um, but all you know, all encompassing. What did you think from the fans to to the media narratives to the stadium? Like, did you th- you know even down to the fact you know the Winter World Cups work? Where where's your head at? I suppose now that the, the dust has settled. I thought it was phenomenal. I did the, the the only slight gripe, but I what I would say is some of the games didn't seem to have that big game atmosphere in some of them. It kind of like seemed flat. But as a showcase and the stadiums were absolutely magnificent. The games were brilliant. You know, there was there was not many games where, you know, even the shitty games were really good games. And I just thought it was a completely utter success. And, you know, I thought our, our, our TV coverage done the best to sour the whole occasion early on in the tournament. I genuinely did. You know, to not show the World Cup opening parade is a fucking disgrace. From You know, whoever's thought that was a good idea needs fucking. I just thought the whole thing from top to bottom was was brilliant. I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. What about you, Jim? Same, mate. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, I can understand why they did what they did at the start because I think it the country's problems or... Not problems, but... Their, their views of the world are dated and, um, you know, quite frankly, um, abhorrent where they should be pointed out. But once that's been done and it's done, then you move on to the football and the football was great. I think the football was great. And I said this to you a couple of times is that I think because it's in winter and they haven't had a full season and full Champions League and then two week break before the World Cup, players look fresh. They were willing to run through walls. Um and I think a Winter World Cup could be better, you know, just because players will get a full six weeks just to chill out afterwards. So they'll, you know, they'll maybe pack some more games in now that they might not have had to do before. Um, it's going to fuck our seasons up, though. It, it is. I, I get it, that. But it's once every, four, it's once every four years. But I think for that for that one year, it's worth it because you'll get you'll get full intensity of all players. Where when you're back to the summer. It's going to be knackered players only had two week break season. or summer, yeah. and you know you're going to be back to waiting till to the quarters and semis till you get anything decent to happen. So I'm all for Winter World Cup. I'll be honest with you, just because I think you'll get more from the players. I I'm kind of tall on a few things, so I agree with you. I actually didn't like the idea of a, a Winter World Cup, but that's probably more because I just have this nagging voice in the back of my head that would just keep flogging players till they collapse and I think it's ridiculous and, and this idea in fact I think it was Marv a listener of ours who'd sent in um, sent in a question around our thoughts on uh, increasing the number of teams in the World Cup um, and I, I mean I just have this nagging voice in the back of my head that you know more games at this stage is just it's not okay for players you know we're ultimately asking players to keep going to the well they can't. They're running on empty. 
You've seen the injuries going into this tournament. So I think it was France had a load of players missing. There was Mane dropped. You know, there's big players missing the tournament. That's not what we want. I want to see the best players playing in the biggest, uh, the biggest games at the peak of their powers. I think there's a wider conversation around there is too much football now, in my honest opinion. But I do think off the back of this, there is something to a Winter World Cup. I don't agree with extending the number of teams in the World Cup. I think it's ridiculous. It just yeah, means more dead awesome. rubbers. It's just, it, you know, we, we want competitive games. I, I know I get the idea of probably wanting more teams to have access, but ultimately they're not going to be up to the required level. So it's nearly going to become like, you know, the Champions League or even the Europa League where teams are playing teams they should not be playing and it just becomes look it, it's it's not worth its time but uh, uh, the wider conversation around winter world cups yeah i, I like it uh, i think jimmy i think you're onto something players mid-season fresher more energy in the legs but i think there needs to be a wider conversation around having less games in total because i think the demands on, on players are too much i don't I, think we can judge the winter world cup yet on the players legs until the end of the season because that's oh, a high-intensity period, what you've just had. You know, mm. the training two, twice a day, they've got many games every two, three days. So I don't think we can say, like, a, a Winter World Cup is better for the legs because the players who've gone, to like, quite far in the tournaments, that, that could have a huge effect coming in the later period of the Premier League and other, other domestic leagues. How, how does it work from, uh, I suppose, the demands perspective? Because I was only thinking, because it's mad yeah, to think now that... come back. Sorry, mate. I was just saying, they probably come back and they'll have a little break now, won't they? They'll have like four or five days off, I would assume. No, so I think it depends. There's, there's games tonight. Yeah, there's, there's games, games tonight. tonight. The Carabao Cup this Carabao week. Cup, yeah, but you're not going to be playing in that. I'd be very surprised if anyone who's got to the final is playing in that. Like Maybe some of the England lads, but they went home a week ago. So this was me. This was me. Question is, I suppose, when you're looking at how squads are, are, are kind of composed, uh, comprised, and, and you look at England, for example, they pretty much stuck with a big core group or, or the same them, core players. You look at Trent, for example. I think he played twenty minutes, was it, yeah. in, in in one of the games. You know, they, they could, in theory, Fabino. Now, this is me with my Liverpool hat on. Fabino could come in, hardly played any minutes. I'd assume they'd be playing against City on Thursday. But you're going to get a mishmash of players coming back at different times. What what are the demands then, Tank, on, on the players? Because I would say nearly half of the squads aren't actually getting too much game time. So it's just intensity on the training field, is it? Yeah, I mean, the training, you know, obviously the training is going to be to a high intensity, but, you know, the likes of Trent and that, the, the boys who haven't played, they'd be fine just to come back in. I mean, it's just the travelling, you know. I know it's only a six or seven hour flight, but it's the time zone. It's about three or four hours ahead or something. So, you know, the players who's not played a lot, it'd be all right. But the players who's played and got far, there's going to, you know, they're going to feel it in the legs. They are going to feel it because they're training every single day and they're playing every two or three days. So, um, yeah. Be interesting to see how it all pans out because uh, I mean, looking looking forward, I guess to um, actually one final thing before we we move on. I was debating saying this or not because I don't want to, but sorry. I think that this state, the little stain that I've got probably around the World Cup is the, the virtue signaling and stuff. It kind of annoyed it, it annoyed me. So like the England players pretending that they cared about. Well, no, that's that's wrong. That is they wrong. wanted, they wanted, they, of course they cared. They wanted to to wear the armbands, but ultimately then when they were told to make a stand, they didn't make a stand. Then you had you on Alex Scott who had the armband on and then it, it's come out in the newspapers now for the, for the semi-final or the final. She was in an executive box that's been put on by <laughs> people from uh, from Qatar, you know, who have been fantastic hosts, but at the same time, which, it yeah. just... 
there's just been so many mixed messages, and I just would have liked to have seen if somebody wanted to make a stand, make the stand. Don't go. Don't if you go. want to make a stand about the World Cup, shut the fuck up and stay at home and go on Twitter and your social media. Alex Scott pissed me off. She's yeah. an absolute fucking clown. She's doing all of this bollocks and everything. Well, she's over there in the fucking lap of luxury, getting paid a nice few quid. Shut the fuck up. You went over there to work. Keep your mouth shut. Don't preach to me how fucking appalling all of this shit is. I'm at home. I'll decide if it's appalling. And, you know, if I want to fucking, if I want to take a stand, I won't watch the World Cup. But while you're out there working, getting paid by television broadcasters in that country, lipping up the fucking laps of luxury, shut the fuck up. I get that from a, what you've got to say. I get that from a pundit point of view, because I said I said that before. From a pundit point of view, you've got a choice, right? You've got a choice whether you go and work there or not. From a player's point of view, you're not missing a World Cup because of where it's held. No, I agree. Like, play, not let the players that. play. So if the a, players if play. a player wants to make a stand by doing covering the mouth, wearing an armband, doing whatever it is that they feel is necessary, Harry Kane wore that billion pound Rolex watch that was all rainbow coloured. That's that fine because that's how you feel you can make your voice heard. I get that. That's absolutely Say that sentence fine. again, Snow Jim. Like, this is where we're at. Harry Kane wore a diamond-encrusted bloody <laughs> rainbow gold, uh, no. Rolex. Like, what, what planet is that making a stand? I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it is, um, but that's what he thinks he can do that is going to make a difference, okay. which is fine. Look, that's fine. That's your decision. But he's not going to miss the World Cup because he's so against the human rights records and whatnot because no player would, and I fully accept that. So for a player making a stand, get it. Pundits doing it, nah, you just don't need to go. You don't need to go. So that's, I, I'm fully with Tank on that. But from a player's point of view, from whatever stand they make, I'm absolutely fine with it. Covering your mouth, playing with your eyes closed like Pickford did against France and stuff like that. It's fine. <laughs> so, lad, lads, one last football question before we finish on some Christmas stuff because I actually, we've been doing this podcast for a while and, uh, to say people enjoyed the Christmas conversation around Christmas movies would be uh, would be an understatement. So we'll finish on a few Christmas bits. Uh, I just wanted to get your initial reaction, and I think I know what this is going to be, to tank Gareth Southgate being rewarded. Uh, well, not rewarded, but he's, he's given us the... Uh, he, he will be, Jamie. We'll only have a nice new contract. Yeah, new contract. Um, he's going to be staying on. Um, ultimately failed in three major tournaments now, but is going to get the opportunity of a fourth. What's your reaction to that? He's not going to change, is he? He's not going to change the way he is because obviously the FA uh, be speaking to them saying, we want you to stay, we're going to reward you because you've got us to a quarter-final of a World Cup, which is not the strongest World Cup in my opinion, to be honest with you. I don't think there was any like, you know, France would have stand outside, you had four or five players who'd start, actually start each game, not there. And I just think to reward him, it's just fucking scandalous. We've, we're have we blessed with the... We had this on a podcast. England's attacking, the midfield and attacking. This, for me, this is the greatest generation probably ever what we've had. And I mean, I'm going back like ever. I just think this generation of talent, what we've got, is fucking phenomenal. And he's failed. He's, he's completely and utterly failed. And I just don't get why you wouldn't go out and get the best manager in world football and just offer them, even if it's a Pep Guardiola, just say, what you want and can you make these players win? And I think that every manager that look at that England squad and go, fuck me, I could, I, I could win something big with this. 
And I just, I, I'm astounded he's being good. What's the likes of Trenton not going to do? Well, for me, he's still the best right back in Europe by a country mile. He must be sat at home thinking, I can't believe this fucking sausage is still the manager. Who do you think are realistic options, though, Tank? Because I, I nearly feel like there's not that many fun. options. <laughs> but there is, there's good managers there's good managers out there, you know. When you look at the uh, Thomas Tuchel's a good manager, you know. We, he's he, he's a much better manager than Southgate. You know, Pochettino was a much better manager than Gareth Southgate. Would would any top six Premier League side take Gareth Southgate as their manager? If he yeah. sacked the manager now, he would not be on a sing. If Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Tottenham, Arsenal, you know, if to name a few, not one of them clubs, had, if they sacked the manager of the gob. Gareth Southgate needs to be on this list. Not one of them. Where are you at with this, Jim? And here's a little, here's a, a little uh, random option that I only thought of the other day in terms of who would you get? Do you know what? Awesome Wenger. Awesome. Nah, I think Awesome Wenger. Now, you think? Off. Yeah, he's uh, he's been saying mad stuff, hasn't he? Like he's the one who's well, on the FIFA more, payroll now, though, isn't he? FIFA payroll, so he's the one who's got more more teams and. All that sort of stuff. So I think he's, I think he's past the point of return now. Um, I'm fit. I'm like sixty forty in this, where he's he's galvanised a group of players and got us to a final, a semi final, and a quarter final in the last three tournaments. Um, we've beaten more teams in knockout stages than we have done in any years before that. Under his tenure, playing shit teams. Um, pardon, playing shit teams. You can. That's not his choice, though, is it? And we've also Jimmy. I think he's being clever. I think he's manipulated the media, and I think he's got away with fucking murder. He he's very media friendly. He invites them in. He sits down. He has coffees with them. He gets the plays to men. He's been a very clever man. He's maybe, maybe. It's, he, he well, then maybe everyone else was not clever enough to do that prior to that. So, um, as I said, uh, it's uh, but I think as a as a tactician, as an in-game manager, I think he's woeful, um, and I think his 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 managing of the game during the game is is next to next to nothing. He wouldn't have the balls to drag Dembele off in the final. Ultimately, this this World Cup, we got beat by the finalists that lost by one penalty kick yeah so it's a difficult one i'd like to see the only thing i can't you know you you say Tuchel, you say pochettino and all this i don't i don't think they'll do any better i genuinely don't unless there's someone stand out where unless there's a pep or a jürgen klopp or i'll throw Mourinho in there because he'd, he'd win us stuff we'd be awful and it'd be it'd be garbage to watch but we'd we'd win possibly um, but there's just not there's no one out there where I'm going. Yeah, they're the ones to take us forward. So I'm sixty forty in that it's a bad decision, but I'm also forty percent thinking. You know what? He's he's not done that bad. Yeah, I just I want to I want shut. I I think he's a I think he's a spoofer, and I think he's yeah. been the luckiest manager um, in terms of the teams that he's faced. But what that has allowed him to do is stat pad, pad his stats basically and mm. claim to be this brilliant manager. When actually, we should be judging him on when he's played against teams in the top ten because that's what we want to be. And I believe his record. I think we've only beaten two teams in the top ten out of I think it's over twenty games or something stupid like that. 
so his record, when it actually comes to it, is abysmal. But he, you know, we beat the likes of Hungary's. You know, when we played we them, didn't lost the Hungary well, we actually four, lost them. Yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but you know, when we uh, when we go up against decent teams, we always, we always fall short. And I, I think it's because of him. Uh, to wrap up, lads, Christmas is upon Christmas. us. Uh, Tank was doing a little bit of Christmas shopping yesterday, I believe. All done, dusted. Fucking hater. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I like it more because the kids are older and I'll take credit now, but it's just like, I mean, I'm, I'm in this room now and I literally, I can't, there's fucking boxes everywhere, presents, bags and like, it's just, I can't stand it. I hate New Year more. Why, why do you hate New Year? I just can't. I've never been out in New Year. I'm I've never been out in New long. Year. I'd always have a game. Yeah, no, we do. Yeah, but when I was playing, we had the games, obviously. But even when I've retired now, I never go out in New Year. Fuck Waste. that. Off. We go and have a meal normally, like a Chinese or something, go to a nice restaurant at like half seven and we're home for nine, ten o'clock, and I'm in bed at half eleven. I can't stand like people who you don't hear from messaging you saying like all the best and all. I'm like, I haven't spoke to you for 12 months. The last time I spoke to you. So, Jimmy, don't message me all the best. I was going to say, Jimmy Jimmy will definitely leave you a voice note or something at 12 o'clock now. Um, so, first question I want to ask, and um, we've had a question come in from my mum, actually. Um, Go ahead, which is linked, Mrs. Yeah, Murphy. Uh, linked to this very topic, Christmas dinners. Oh. Uh, so, I want to know, I want to know, Watch your ideal Christmas dinner, but my mum specifically wants to know sprouts, yes or no, and I'll come to you first, Tank. Fucking million percent. Yeah, million percent. Oh, what? Sprouts. You like them? Mate, you've got to have them, and I oh, absolutely no. adore me sprout shits after it. I oh, no. oh, I love it. Guinness and sprouts. Oh, <laughs> the smell, the concoction is phenomenal. They've got to have sprouts. <laughs> I actually cooked a Christmas dinner. You wouldn't believe that, would you? I don't believe it, no. I do. Love it, mate. It's a tradition in the family. I get a slab of gammon like that, cook it the night before. We have gammon butties before bed. Ooh. And then I cook the beef and the turkey, then gammon goes, fucking Christmas dinner, plate like that. But, yeah. I didn't know that you were a cook. Yes. I, I'll be honest, I did not think that you had a Christmas dinner. And the thing he's cooked is meth, lad. Yes, mate. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe percent of Christmas dinner. Walter thing. White over here. So, so what's on your plate then, Tank? Obviously, potatoes, veg, fucking all the veg, sprouts, massive amount of sprouts, fucking pigs in blankets, uh, beef, turkey, gammon, fucking gravy, mountains up, bosh. Obviously, pate and toast as a starter, because that's yeah. a fucking must. Prone yeah, cocktail at all. Yeah, I'm not too keen. I like prawns co like cooked, like fried, not prone cocktail. These have that. Yeah, I, I'm uh, more more the meat the better, but I'll co come yeah. back to mine in a minute. Jimbo, what about you, lad? So I'm not a big Christmas. Your in laws, lad... your in laws put in a good put on a good oh, spread. Yeah, they do a good spread. Like my mother in law loves loves cooking food. Now there's going to be maybe six adults eating on Christmas Day. Yours doing... or where you're at yours, Jimmy? Or at the no, most... we do it at their house, mate. They've got fucking eighty five ovens. You'd be there all day, you know, one other than the amount she cooks, mate. So <laughs> um she's doing like a turkey, a gammon, um I think she's doing beef, all the sprouts, and then um me and my well not this year unfortunately he's got uh he's, he's he won't be eating with us, but uh we used to get a duck breast cooked for us as well. A little no, 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 not us. Breast. You get a duck breast cooked for you. I will. Ju it'll just it'll just be me this year. Yeah, um, 
So yeah, I'll get a nice little duck breast for my Christmas dinner as well. So what? Um, what if you're what? making your perfect dinner, Jim? What's your perfect dinner, and do you like sprouts? Yes or no? For me more. Perfect Christmas dinner. Well, yeah. What? What or do you think we're talking about? In, you just said perfect dinner. I don't. Like, I said I don't like Christmas dinner, mate. I don't like roasts. I don't. I, I'll give me a chip over a roast potato any day. Okay, so what's so, your version I, of a roast dinner then? Because you're having duck. And I'm chips, duck, yeah. Do you not? No, I'm not having. Obviously, I'm not having <laughs> chips. I'm just. I wish I could have chips. So that would be fucking. <laughs> Give me a bit of Tommy sauce on there. Um, no, I, I mean, I'll eat it all. Turkey. Uh, I love crispy roast potatoes. Got to be crispy. Um, you know, um, all the all the peas, carrots, all that sort of stuff. We have we have it all. But then I just have a little cheeky duck. But it's like. You can have them, don't you? Like you know, like the five birds roasts and stuff. Ducks, ducks, quite a Christmas tradition, I think. Is it cool? It's not, I, I think I so, mate. And Russell know, sprouts, you know. Russell sprouts um, look like tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no to sprouts. Uh, me dinner, no. Is, yeah, no to sprouts, mate. No, not at all. Why? Like it's not even a real thing, mate. It's just like Thanks, it's listen, smelling. can I, I? I want you to fucking have a sprout for Christmas this dinner. Just I had my Christmas first one. sprout the other day. Just you know. First sprout ever the other day. Do you know what, Tank? I'll get. I'll eat a sprout if you can say. I'm trying to think of what footballer's name. The Danza uh, Miss. Uh, uh, Alan Maximan. <laughs> yeah. Would you tell me what it is? I'll fucking say it. <laughs> That's what I mean. I couldn't. I, I'd have to tell you the name. Uh, yeah. No, just eat a sprout. Just get a sprout with a potato. Cut it. Bit of gravy on. Bit of. Gravy. It wasn't that bad. The sprout. Bit of beef be and suck it in. It's well, but toasted. see what you're doing there. You're masking the shitness of the spout sprout by putting loads of for other you. things with it. I'm doing that for you, not for oh, me. Is that what that was? Okay. Listen, Look, I'll, I'll, I'll have one sprout. I'll have Tank one sprout. Eats raw yeah. sprouts. Raw sprouts on the mate. podcast. Uh, yeah, all right. So I'll have one sprout, but generally speaking, absolutely not. Um, what do I have? All stuffing. the meat. We missed stuffing out. Yeah, stuffing oh, is sensational. Stuffing is good. Sensational. Is good. Um, yeah, absolutely that. sensational. I agree completely on pate and toast, but I'd have it on. I wouldn't have it on toast. I'd have warmed, crusty bread, yeah. um, chopped up, um, pate, and then tiger uh, bread. No, just like a nah, crusty, like crusty, a baguette. Yeah, baguette, like. Yeah. Um, Can yeah, I ask you a question, meat? lads? Are you what? stuffing up the beard's ass or no? My wife doesn't go for it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go for something like that. I was like, is my missus going to listen to this one? <laughs> no, the um, serious question my life been off put for me. I'm not too happy about pulling stuffing out of a beard's ass. So do you, but you have to do it, though. You do that, no? No, I don't. I get the fucking Martin Spencer's in the train, put it in the oven. It's beautiful. I don't yeah. think we have it up the arse, no. I think yeah, it's no, it's not for me. I'll have to let you know that. on Sunday, lads. I don't think it's in the bird. I think it's on the side, like... I've got yeah, so no, many jokes going around, around my head here. I'm just trying not to make them. Um, <laughs> like okay. When you go to New York or something, you have an hot dog. If the fella pulled the hot dog out of his arse, you're not eating it, are you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've ate worse. Uh, okay, so uh, Christmas songs. So you've got your own spin on this one, Jim. Yeah. So, so for me, um, I feel like most people's favourite Christmas song is the Pogues, Fairy Tale of New York, right? So the question okay. I often ask is, which is your second 
favourite Christmas oh, it's on song. Playlist. I'm gonna have to find it. I can never even. For me, I'm getting my phone here now. Top <laughs> Christmas songs. So it's either there's two for me. So it's two. Can we stop the car? That's it. It's John's. Should have been a fool for Christmas. Alright, I'm gonna stop that now. Where's me? So it's Jonah Louie. Jonah Louie, that is. Start the cavalry. So that's my second favourite. I love yeah. that. But the close, contact. very, very close, is driving home for Christmas. But you can only put that on right when it's Christmas. When you're yeah. driving, yeah. And when you're driving, obviously. Do you know what's a great one? Wow. No, it's not me. It's not my favourite. It's not my second favourite. So I'm not committing to this yet. I'm just telling you it's a fucking great one. Step into, yeah. Step into Christmas, Elton John. Yeah. Put that on. That's a fucking tune, man. Nah, that's yeah. not that great, that, Adam. Not, You're not, not having that? Having a, nah, yeah. I like it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not even in the top 20. The other, well, I like one. It's a bit sad, like last Christmas, because you think, ah, oh, the poor fucker. It's his last Christmas, but I do like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 If I had to pick, and it goes back to me liking the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special, it's um, Band-Aid. I just Band-Aid. I think yeah, it's, it's good. It's a fucking cracker. And when... Um, and you have to, when you sing it, you have to do all the different types of voices. Yeah. So you sing like Boy George when Boy George is on, then you sing like Bono. And me and me misses every year, actually. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Gavin and Stacey special when he just he, they ring each other and start singing it. We ring random people from our phone book and just start singing. I don't think Jim's <laughs> going to get mad now because I've never done it no. to him. No. Uh, but yeah, we ring no, random people. Working, and start... lad. I've never had this phone call. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There's another one. It's a good oh. one, only because of Home Alone, though. That's the only reason. Nah, that's a good song, man. Uh, yeah, I think that they're, they're the main ones for me. Right. So, um, Tank, what is the worst Christmas gift you've ever received? A fucking apple. Like technology or the actual? No, an apple. <laughs> Like, I spoiled my fucking family rotten, and he said, oh, their idea was to get Dad an Apple Watch. So they ordered it, and it never come. So they give me an Apple. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And he like, this was gen- This was only two years ago. And I no was like, way. what's that? And he went, well, there's your watch, but it's not coming. So we just thought we'd give you an Apple. <laughs> and I didn't know whether to laugh or cry at that. I was like, what the fuck? How long did you have to wait for the watch to come? <laughs> It come on my birthday, the 3rd of January. Okay. So it was kind of like, in my head, I never got a Christmas present. <laughs> still fuming about it. I'm not happy about it. It gets brought up weekly, weekly. Really? Never never forgive them? No, fuck that. Jim, what about you, lad? No, I'm fairly certain it was a Christmas present, but it could have been a birthday present, but they're very close together, so. A harmonica. <laughs> oh, fucking no. What? Harmonica. Had you like displayed an interest in getting one? No. Who got Obviously. it? Yeah. I can't say that. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Don't be a shit house. Come on. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not saying that. But I, I've offense. never played the harmonica. I've never shown any interest in playing the harmonica. What and was it, the like? You know, you sometimes if it's a bit of a risky, a risky present, you kind of no give idea. it a bit I of a, think, a bit of I talk think... around it. Did they give it you with like? Oh, I can see you doing this. You know, and this no. is the thing, I can't genuinely remember. So, but I remember just going like, I remember having a conversation with my wife and what the fuck's this? Like, she's <laughs> like, I have no idea. I think she was just in the, sh- they were in the shop 
going, oh, I don't know what to get Jimmy, and randomly <laughs> walk past the harmonica in like Burton's or somewhere to go, this will do. <laughs> Did you ever play it? I blew it. Of course, I had a little blow. Yeah, he looked a and then, bit and then we got the harmonica yeah, out. Bit of blue, bit of blue. <laughs> yeah, go on, bit of blue. And then, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Where, I, I don't even know if I've still got it. It, it, it stood, it stayed around for a long time, just randomly like popping up in places. Going I'll on. be honest, mate. So I always like to tell this story. I don't know why. So this could be a thing for you. So one of our be- uh, one of our best mates, Matt. We went on a stag do to Barcelona tank, right? And he, so we all went out for dinner. What are you getting mad at me telling this story no, for? Or you I in, love it. You I, like I, it? I, okay. I'm, I'm going to get a boner. So we went, all the lads went out. So we got this one lad in the in the group who, you know, every group's got a knobhead, but he's like your knobhead, you know, yeah. like Jimmy. Uh, he, Jimmy, basically. Actually, he's probably a knobhead. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. But he's not the knobhead in this group, to be fair. And the other knobhead had fell asleep for a bit. So we were like, right, sounds. We just go for like nice dinner. And have a few drinks and a chat and not act have to act stupid, which we usually do if the knobhead is awake. So anyway, cut a long story short. We all sat there in Barcelona having dinner. And we mate Matt, who we've known for years, just starts talking fluent Spanish <laughs> to the waitress. And like when I say we had no idea he could even speak one word of Spanish, I'm not just talking like botched English in a cut, you know. Dos agua, you know, trying to like, you know, know, it was like, he literally was fluent having full on. And honestly, I've never been more attracted to him as what I was that moment. I was like, wow, Jim, that harmonica could be your thing. Just put, I think so. Don't tell anyone you learn it, lad. And then let's say, for example, me and Tank are talking about Christmas songs here. And then all of a sudden you go top drawer, open up your top drawer. Wait there a second, lads. What song's this? And then cavalry. Imagine that. <laughs> I think we set you a challenge. You've got Maybe a year like, to learn the year, harmonica. Give me one year and I'll be harmonica up. I'm up you... for anything what goes in his mouth and shuts the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> learn it. I just want to be in the middle of a podcast and like every time Tank gets someone's name wrong, Jimmy can be like, okay. And then, yeah, Jimmy, so you give us yours. Yeah, what's yours, this is one year. So you remember Calvin Klein, right? So you'd have like the big C. Well, remember, like what? They just the brand. You like, know what I mean? Like, remember you know. Calvin Klein back in the day, lads? <laughs> fuck, he's still around, mate. So, Cal, you know, you might have heard of them. Calvin Klein, right? So you have the big C and the big K as the logo, right? But she got me a T-shirt this year. And instead of it being CK, it was like CZ, comfort zone. And I was like, what the, what the fuck about Like, she, she said to me, she's like, oh, you're not going to put that to the bottom of the wardrobe now. And I was like, oh, no, def- definitely not. So, yeah, that was oh, yeah. Uh, that was my one comfort zone T-shirt that was trying to be Calvin Klein. So, uh, yeah, that was... You could leave that, me like KC or something like that. KZ. Fucking yeah, up. comfort zone. So, uh, yeah, that was that was probably mine. Um, final one, lads, before we wrap up. Um What's your agenda on Christmas night, the evenings? Like, are you a board game, uh, you know, family? Are you sit down, watch TV, Christmas specials, your late night boozers, karaoke? What's what? what's your what's your lay of the land tank on Christmas night? It depends if it, if it, like if it's just us here, we just probably have a few little games, not with especially with Frankie now, but we do normally have a few little games. The our monopolies being out, yeah. Uh, well, I've got to be honest with you, lads. I'm a serial cheater. 
on Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll quick. fucking swindle dope and I'll get me on, get out of jail free card and all of that. I'll just drop it all the time. So with this kind of like, there's a few issues. So we had to, the Monopoly was getting too violent. We had to squash <laughs> that. <laughs> We've got Operation this year. Oh, absolute classic make it drinking operation as well every time you touch the silver you yeah. gotta you've got to oh, drink something it's a belter it's a belter yeah. great so that could be coming out yeah great what is it it's the wishbone isn't it wishbone's oh, an absolute nightmare for it. yeah it's a Jimbo, what about you we're big gamers we all are we play games every night we play your missus is competitive now we're all competitive my son's the worst. He he loses shit, and then our youngest, he's getting pretty bad now. Like, um, but we play Uno every night before no it's way. our routine. We have to play Uno before bed. <laughs> it's like well, we play games, quizzes, everything. So we have three Christmases. We do. We have like three big Christmases, and there's quizzes, everything, competitions. Um, that's what happens when you're married to teachers, like. All my wife's family are all teachers. So they're all like PE teachers, competitive. You have teams, we have like picture rounds, we have uh, physical challenges. It's, it's It goes mental, mate. You know what they're like. Games. Yeah. I'd say you uh, you excel at the physical the physical games, Jim. That's your bad luck. But you have to mix it up. Like not everyone gets to do this, the, the same one. So like, have you ever done the stalk test? No, we stand no. on one leg and have to put like your other leg up and balance and you can't move. Like it as easy as it sounds, have a go of it. It's not easy at all. So it's like Especially with a couple of Baileys into you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like and you start drinking early on, on most days. So yeah, mate, we go full full bung. I love it. Love Christmas. I find Christmas fucking knackering, lads. I don't know about I you. By the time I've had the like I just love the booze and like Nora, my missus has got a massive family now and we we host, so we're hosting again this year. So, you know, you're up early with the kids and you're getting all the dinner sorted. So I my general rule is I'll run around, pick people up and whatever, but once I'm back, I'm like, right, dad's sitting down and boozing now. You know what I mean? I'm, just, I'm and I'll still be sat there come the end of the night. I'm probably moved on to Bailey's at this point. Songs on. Singing, bit of karaoke, uh, yeah, that's that's me and me happy place. Bit of bit of Westlife on the karaoke gym, you know. I've got that. In the nice, yeah, you've got it. Bit of Mustang Sally, if you've been Mustang a bit. Sally, exactly. <laughs> uh, right, boys, with that, um, yeah, Jesus, how long did we do there? We went over the hour. Yeah, good uh, though. Go was I enjoyed that. Right, lads, um, I'll be speaking to you before, so don't need to particularly wish you a merry Christmas. But for the sake of the podcast, I hope you have a brilliant Christmas. Um, are you hoping for any particular presents or are you at the stage now where it's just undies undies and socks and apples? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm the crackers of that. That'll be that'll do me. That'll any do, present yeah. I'm asking for is Kanks uh, Kanks Tanks camera to break. <laughs> <laughs> right, on that note, uh everybody listening, uh what are we now? So Christmas Boxing Day is Monday. Um We'll see if we, we get a podcast out on Boxing Day. People might throw busy. an early one out. We could throw an early one out Boxing It'd Day. It'd have to be yeah. very early, but yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do, but we probably won't speak to you before Christmas. So make sure everybody that's listening has a bloody great Christmas. Uh, enjoy your time with your families. It's precious. So make sure you make the most of it. And we will be back with you soon on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Take it easy, Merry Christmas, everyone.